How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Okay, the big story of, the, of today ties into our show because it's Jerry Jones talking last night after the preseason finale. And now he'll be on our show today at 1030. Don't miss that. Tell everyone you know to tune in. We're very much looking forward to that. But last night after the game, Jerry Jones had some very interesting things to say, including he's accepted the idea that they're going to have to play games without Zeke skin. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Uh, last night, you know, it's, uh, I like the way our, our buddy Saad from The Athletic said it on Twitter. Only Jerry Jones would hold court for over 20 minutes after the fourth preseason game where nobody really plays. Uh, it is an absolute joy to have Jerry in the mix. And uh, so there, there's a couple different things to talk about here, but this is the one that really stood out for a lot of reasons. We can break it down. We'll ask Jerry about it at 1030. It, it's cut number 31 there, Shippy. This is post-game. This is Jerry saying that he's going to accept a certain fate with Zeke. No, I'm, I'm operating as though uh, right now he's going to miss regular season games. I'm, my entire uh, uh, expectation uh, and for what we're putting together as a team right now uh, would anticipate with him holding out and not having made any training camp that he's going to miss preseason that he's going to miss games. I just accept that. We accept that. Now, the reason I was so enamored with this, Ben, and found it so fascinating is because we had gotten into this topic really in depth yesterday, part of it fueled by the Pro Football Talk article that came out breaking down the real numbers on this situation. And so what Florio had written was that, hey, if you look at this, there's no way he misses more than eight games. And he cited precedent on an old Joey Galloway, uh, Galloway, Galloway situation with an arbiter, saying if you play eight games and you're here for eight games – you can argue that you're going to get credit for those games. Well, then you start doing the math, and you go, well, there's over $2 million in fines. His salary is 3.8. So under this circumstance, Zeke comes and plays eight games to owe the Cowboys $200,000 if they want to fine him and do all those kinds of things. And so if you look at that and accept that as a possibility, Jerry is saying, eh, Zeke's not going to do that. Nobody would go play half of a football season to owe us money. So I accept the fact that he's going to miss some games to make his point, and we accept that fact. And by saying we accept that fact, he's kind of saying we've put our last offer down. There's no more negotiating. Here's what the deal is. If you don't want to take it, we know when you're going to come back because only a fool would do it otherwise. Man, I, I cannot wait to talk to Jerry to ask more about all these things. There's a, there's a million different angles. You know, I want to know, uh, okay, so – if you think Zeke's going to come back at some point, what, what makes you think that good Zeke will come back? If he loses, he loses money, he doesn't get the deal he wants, he's upset, he's disgruntled, and he just shows up and carries your team? In what world is that a thing? Probably not likely. So wh I don't understand why he wouldn't show up and be like, hey, uh, yeah, my hammy hurts. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not going to pay me what I'm worth. That, you know? Right. I, I just, and I also wonder... You know, Roy asked the good question, who do you blame for this? I wonder who Jerry blames. I wonder if he 
I wonder what he's willing to say about Rocky Arsenault, the agent. Does does he feel like Zeke's getting bad advice? What would he say to Zeke if Zeke was here? If he could talk to him face to face. Yeah, I think I think that that's interesting. I think it should be asked to to, uh, Jerry directly, point blank. But I suspect his answer is, "Oh, we don't blame anybody. That's just business. That's just business." It's funny because. You know, you were, I think, the first one I heard saying at the beginning of camp, man, this is going to start getting contentious, and this is going to get personal, and these guys are going to start acting this way. And if you look at the tone of things that were said in the very first press conference, which was very, ah, we'll get all this done, to then stories start leaking, and then, you know, it's portrayed certain ways. And then here we've come full circle. The preseason's over, and Jerry was saying the things he was saying very matter-of-fact last night. It's no more personal. It's, oh, Zeke's going to miss some games, and when he comes back, we'll be ready to go. we got a really great team. And I almost look at it as they've gone through all the personal stuff, and now it's just matter of fact. We're here. You're not here. Uh, Let's see where we go from here. I'm still in the camp, though, that believes that Zeke will be here by Tuesday or so ready ready to play football. Okay, so how does he get here? I think he probably ends up accepting the deal that what I don't know what the deal is. Maybe the Cowboys budge a little bit on uh, guaranteed money. I would imagine we've all talked about that. That's the sticking mm-hmm. point. Maybe the Cowboys are willing to guarantee more uh, guaranteed money. Maybe they're also willing to go, hey, you know what? We're not, you're not going to have to pay any of these fines for being gone or anything like that. Because well, they used to do that. The rumors, at least, were that they used to do that with Dez. Right, Des had piles of fines, and then they would give him the money back at certain times. Oh, my times. God, I can't imagine they think that they'll be fined. There's no way. Dude, they're going to ask him to come carry their team when he gets back. Right. Hey, sorry about all that. We're going to give you the ball half the time, and can you carry us? Right. Sorry about the whole thing. They would have to give in, and, and at least the, the final move would be, hey, we're going to go ahead and give you a little bit more money, no matter what it is, just so he can save face and feel a little bit better about it. Because at the end of the day, you want Zeke to be mad at Rocky Arsenault and Marshall Falk and his agent, not mad at the Cowboys and Jerry. Right. And I think if you look at the way the Des Bryant negotiations went down, at the end of it, Des got, you know, for the most part, what he wanted. He, he, uh, the Cowboys eventually bent in order to, you know, satiate what Des needed. I would still maintain that Stephen Jones looks back at that and goes, that was a bad deal for us. We, uh, we should not have bent the way that we bent. We made a mistake there, and we ended up dealing with dead money. So uh, I think, you know, Jerry loves to get these deals done and loves the splash and all those things. And I think Steven's over there going, Dad, do we really want to set every market? I mean, why are we doing this? Do we really want to do this? And as has been said a million times on this station by a million different people associated with the Cowboys, Jerry listens to the people around him. But when Jerry really, really wants something, they're going to go about doing it. And this isn't drafting Johnny Manziel. This is having your best player on the field. Now, my question now would go to, uh, let's assume that Zeke signs by Tuesday. Let's assume that Zeke, when it's time to get ready for the Giants. Okay. Are they going to let him play on week one against the Giants? That's where I don't know. Because, you know, it might be that they've, set, they've dead set on, you know what, we're not going to let you play on week one. We're going to make sure you're ready for week two. It does feel like a no contact to just step in and not have any contact at all. I mean, he would step in and practice, I guess, immediately, but they don't really go hard. I mean, you feel like you'd want to get some, a little contact on him on your own or a little practice before you just run him out there in week one. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island 
Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. There's been a lot of comparisons, Ben, even though the eras are way different with Zeke's holdout and Emmitt Smith's holdout. The year after they won their first Super Bowl, he missed the first two games. Cowboys went 0-2. Rumor is that Charles Haley threw his helmet at Jerry Jones' head and put a hole in the wall, and then they signed Emmett. Maybe that's true. Maybe it's not. It's great Cowboy folklore, and it certainly sounds like it could be true. But listen to this clip here. Shippy, it's number 22, ironically enough. Emmett, uh, and he was on the owner's box, which is part of our pregame show, talking about how tough it is to be away from teammates during a holdout. It's extremely difficult to be away from your teammates. This, you know, if you want to get a glimpse of what retirement is like, when you're away from your team, you get a glimpse. You get a glimpse. And it's not a good feeling because when it come down, comes down to negotiations, teams and owners and negotiators, they, they know those things. And they prey on those things because this is what you've been groomed to do. You've been waiting for this moment your whole entire life. Now it's here. People tell you to earn your way, then we'll take care of you. You got to trust but verify. Now he's trying to verify. <laughs> oh, so great. What a unique perspective uh, for Emmett Smith to comment on the Ezekiel Elliott situation. That worked out fantastically well for CBS 11 last night uh, with the uh, final preseason game broadcast. Yeah, uh, you know, the, 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 when I was driving in, I was listening to that on Sean and RJ, and, you know, the, the fellowship that the guys get to feel um, that they – I hadn't thought about it from a retirement standpoint. But now, you know, Emmett Smith missing those games early in that season and now being reti- retired, he knows better than anybody. And I guarantee you Zeke's not happy. Being in Cabo with Rocky Arsenault away from his teammates and – you alluded to this skin, just how mad, how bad it's going to hurt for Zeke to watch his team play without him. It's going to eat him alive. And, man, they really I, – I think the best thing that could happen here is, is for Zeke to talk to Jerry. But it seems to be the thing that, uh, you know, they don't want to happen. Because, you know, it's, you had the Des Bryant stuff yesterday that blew up where the Des – was it Jason Cole, the guy that had the story yeah. about uh, – Des and Jerry negotiating with each other or whatever. Jerry commented on that last night, by the way, and said, I've never negotiated with a player. He goes, if I talk to a player, I'm sharing my unique perspective as the architect. That was great. And I thought he worded that really, really well. Yeah, yeah. But I honestly believe that's (laughs) the best thing that could happen for Zeke, but it's like he's been kidnapped and taken away. I, I just think Zeke's getting bad advice. I think he has a right to be upset. He has a right to fight for more but I think he's getting bad advice, and it's a shame that this thing is going to continue to carry on. And to Emmett's point, it's really going to sting uh, when Zeke has to feel like he's retired watching the Cowboys play without him. Yeah, and, and we operate on assumptions, right? We're not involved in negotiations. You hear things, and you know a lot of times which side the stories come from and so on and so forth. I'd like to reserve the right to change my judgment on this if it comes out that Zeke has been offered a guaranteed amount that's lower than Le'Veon Bell, for example. I don't think that's treating Zeke right. That's fair. And so I'm operating on the assumption that he is right there with the top three running backs in terms of guarantees, in terms of total value, in terms of a lot of different things. And if that's not the case, 
if that's being misrepresented and Zeke is would be eighth in the NFL and running back guaranteed, well, I get it. I get it, Zeke. I get it. Hold out. But if, if we want to go off Clarence Hill's report, Zeke wants to break the record by every metric of what a contract is. I don't have any sympathy right. for that. Did you see uh, – you were talking about Clarence Hill, right? Yeah. Uh, did you see Clarence Hill's tweet yesterday where he's like, oh, look at this. Romo's trying to get 10 mil a year as a broadcaster. Right. Cowboy fans are mad at Zeke for trying to get paid, but they're not mad at Romo. I'm like, dude, networks don't work with a salary cap. What are we doing? And I, and I So yesterday I compared that. That's like uh, apples to walruses. If you want to make those comparisons, go for it. But that's not a legitimate comparison. And by the way, I know a lot of people are texting this in. We don't have a salary cap at Intercom. Just so you know, yeah, yeah. we don't have a salary cap. We will talk about that with Jerry Jones. Brought to you by Ford, the best in Texas. Joining us now is the owner and general manager of the Dallas Cowboys, the great Jerry Jones. Good morning, Jerry. How are we doing today? Hey, well, we're doing, uh, we're doing great, and uh, uh, we're right in the middle of our, uh, our just consideration. I'm not going to say evaluation because we've done our evaluation, but our consideration of uh, – uh, how we're going to make these cuts, which is always a uh, important to say the least, but more importantly, a tough day because uh, you've got a lot of guys that have really laid it on the line, uh, not only for us now in training camp, but uh, you think careers, there's a lot that goes uh, uh, through everybody's mind when you're uh, basically cutting this thing down. So got a lot of young guys out here that probably – uh, will uh, not make our roster, but ultimately be players in the NFL. Well, Jerry, this is uh, maybe the deepest roster you guys have had in a long time, but obviously what most people are talking about is Zeke, and you had some really interesting comments last night about uh, you guys expect Ezekiel Elliott to miss some games, but not all the games. Wonder if you could expand on that. Why do you expect him to miss games, and why do you think he's definitely going to be here at some point? Well, the uh, uh, collective bargaining agreement has obviously uh, caveats to it, and one of them is that after a certain number of games you start tolling everything and things just start going forward and forward. And so uh, uh, unique to uh, the rules, um, if he comes in at a certain point in mid-season uh, or he does not come in, then it would basically just take everything contractually that he is and roll it another year forward. So nothing's been gained uh, on his part. So. Uh, um, it's unlikely that in any way Zeke wouldn't play. From our perspective, uh, uh, after you get on into the season a little bit, we've got uh, uh, the majority of the season left, the playoffs left, and and, and any player that would come in, you'd expect them to uh, be able to get in shape and, and be fresh and be quite an asset to the team. Jerry, how does this compare to Emmett's holdout in 1993? Well, Emmett made that uh, clear, I thought, uh, last night in that broadcast. Uh, uh, he was out of contract. Uh, he wasn't holding out uh, with an existing contract. Big difference. Big difference. Well, the, 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 uh, the, the, being, the being free to uh, negotiate is what not having a contract is about. The uh, Cowboys folklore says that uh, the story goes that Charles Haley threw a helmet at you, and then that led to, <laughs> to Emmett being signed. Is that well, true? 
Well, he certainly did, and and uh, but I think him would be the first to tell you. Uh, Emmett certainly felt that that he uh, needed. Uh, uh, he was so important to the team, and he was uh, that he should uh, uh, have the uh, type of money that were being paid quarterbacks or being paid uh, the top players. And uh, we had offered him top running back money, and we settled on the top running back money. Talk, talking to Jerry Jones here on the Ben and Skin Show, 105.3 The Fan. So you understand all the conversations that are going on about your team right now, and you all went into training camp with three guys that you were quote-unquote negotiating with, and Amari Cooper, Dak Prescott, and, and Ezekiel Elliott. And you know all the fan conversation and media conversation. A lot of people are equating Dak's situation to Zeke's situation. Is their situation similar in your mind? Not really, no. Amari um, uh, uh, Cooper and Dak are very engaged with uh, what we're doing this week and getting ready to play this Giants, and uh, their contract status won't have any bearing on what we do against the Giants or this year. So uh, much different. We only have one player that is out uh, that's uh, under contract. Now, there's a lot of players that we don't have on this team, but we don't have them on the contract. We, they're not under contract for us. And so, uh, no, I, uh, it's a completely different situation. And, uh, again, not a lot to say here. Uh, the, the facts are that this game is about availability, sometimes more than ability. Availability. And uh, one thing for sure, uh, no one does anybody any good, uh, themselves or the team, if they're not available. And there's many reasons to not be available, and I don't want to get elementary here, but uh, uh, you, you, uh, one of them is uh, uh, just to not come in and play if you have a contract. And uh, uh, so you, uh, the, the game uh, and the season and life, if you will, goes on. Jerry, I, I want to ask this in full respect, or with full respect. Last night I thought you had a fantastic interview after the game speaking to the media, uh, but you were talking about how expectations, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing a bit here, but uh, my takeaway was that you were saying that expectations don't really change without Zeke, but then you could take from that that, okay, I think he's implying that you don't need a highly paid running back then. If expectations don't change without Zeke, then do you really need that expense? And and I know you can walk us through kind of that, uh, that you know, those two things, right? How do we reconcile those two things together? Well, uh, Zeke is an outstanding player and um, arguably uh, right there with our best players. But uh, no one gives up in any way, especially with the – a talented uh, group that we have and the basic uh, uniqueness of our age as a whole, as a team. Uh, and uh, uh, no one uh, without a, one player uh, believes that uh, uh, that's uh, terminal as far as us having a great year. As a matter of fact, it's just the opposite. Uh, don't tell Jason Witten that if somebody gets hurt or somebody gets suspended, that uh, our chances of winning a Super Bowl have gone. That's just not the case, and it is not the case. Uh, for instance, back when Emmett held out, and by the way, uh, just I just got to say this: he's one of the best friends I've got, and we've had a career uh, long for me. I'm talking about my career, my career with the Cowboys. Uh, I've had a continued relationship with him and and uh, uh, his family, and uh, with Pat. 
and forever. So uh, that's the way this thing goes. But the point is, Emmett was the first running back to ever play uh, on a uh, Super Bowl winning team. So uh, you, most of these teams win Super Bowls without uh, um, uh, rushing champions. And secondly, uh, we've had Zach now going on three or four years, and we haven't won it yet. And so uh, we've got to figure out that obviously he's not the ingredient that will win it. And so you've got to think like that. You've got to play like that. That's part of. That's why this game with so many players uh, that it requires to play a game offense, defense, special teams, and uh, go through the entire game. And with the limited number of snaps that, snaps that player gets on defense, uh, sometimes 20 snaps for a lineman is, uh, is, is what you see. So you look at all of that. It's availability, and one player just can't make the difference. They can make a difference, but not the difference. Okay, well then, Jerry, there's a lot of things that we can infer from what you've said, but one of the things I think I've heard you guys say, have y'all made your quote-unquote final offer to Zeke? Is this, hey, this is what the offer is, come play yeah. or don't? Yeah, uh, we not don't ever get into uh, uh, the conversation or negotiation uh, with anything around here, and uh, uh, let's just put it like this. Uh, uh, we are we're where we are, and uh, I'd uh, expect uh, us to be lining up the, uh, against the Giants without Zeke. You know, last night I thought you were very eloquent when you were talking about this idea that you negotiate with players, and you very, very sternly said, no, I don't do that, but I'm the ar- architect of this thing, and I like to talk to the players about my vision for things. What would you say to Ezekiel Elliott right now if you could visit with him personally? Well, I wouldn't say anything uh, here. Uh, the point is that uh, when I do talk with players, it is important that they uh, hear at least hear me say uh, the overall picture for the Dallas Cowboys. And that is not a negotiation. I really uh, am talking about how it is and how it needs to be. And uh, we've counted on when we make contracts, we make contracts with uh, all the other players on the team, and some of those have been made two and three years earlier. But uh, all of it has to have a foundation of depending on your contracts. You have to, in measuring how much you have at any given time, any given month, any given year, you look at the makeup of all the contracts. Well, if all of a sudden everybody starts walking contracts, you have no basis of getting anything in an organized way. If they're moving out as fast as you put them on, then uh, you can't plan anything. And so uh, that's why uh, uh, when I say there's not a negotiation going on when I visit with players, I'm just explaining how it's going to be. Talking to Jerry Jones here on the Ben and Skin Show, brought to you by Ford, the best in Texas. So, Jerry, uh, there was some great conversation last night about the direction you guys are going with Kellen. As we sit here and talk about Zeke and Zeke not being here, I think it's a logical deduction to go, well, that's really going to hurt their offense because they've given the ball to Zeke so much and so much. Do you guys envision both with or without Zeke that this offense is going to be way different under Kellen Moore? Yeah, I've heard uh, criticism that we rely on uh, because Zeke is as talented as it is that our offense is too oriented toward uh, Zeke. And when you shut that down, which it does get shut down, then we're not as ready as we could be to exploit the other part of the defense that you have to give up to shut Zeke down. Well, now then, uh, this is, has been through training camp and is 
an excellent time. We must execute our offense in a way that doesn't have that feature as much. And that's what's happening. And that'll be good for this team. That'll be good for this team when Zeke gets back. Teams will see that. They'll know that. And they know they have to account for what's out there when Zeke doesn't have the ball. You know, there's there's a lot of talk about, hey, when Zeke gets here and, uh, you know, that it makes sense. We've talked about this financially, why he wouldn't sit out the whole year. What guarantees are there that if you have a stalemate and Zeke does report at some point that it is full power, great attitude, Zeke, I'm ready to help carry the team? Well, I'll ask another question for you. If we do a contract, what's to assure us that uh, this time next year or three months later, we won't be talking about another contract? If we're not going to avoid, if we're not going to honor a contract, is that the way that you guys feel the the tone is right now? That no, you have a player that's no not. Tone. There's no tone. I'm just saying, if you have no basis to have a piece of paper, there's nothing that says a contract executed within the last few weeks or months can't be uh, 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 looked at and say, you know, I think I want a, a different part of it done this way and not play. You, yeah. you get into a different world when you don't honor your agreements. <laughs> right. And hey, I want to ask you about this. We, uh, Marshall Falk's been in the news a lot with a lot of comments. He commented on Jalen Smith's deal, on Dak's deal. Then he was there working out with Zeke and Cabo. And we're trying to understand, is he a part of Rocky Arsenault's agency? What, do, what is Marshall Falk's involvement in all of this from your perspective? I really have not kept up. Uh, I, I like Marshall, and uh, uh, he's been good for the NFL. And I really – God, I got too much to do than be thinking about anything that uh, these guys are commenting about this contract. Now you should block him on Twitter, Jerry. Uh, <laughs> ben and Skid Show, 105.3 The Fan. We got Jerry Jones rolling with us. There's so many different great things to get into here, Jerry. But uh, are, are we concerned at all about the the health of this offensive line? I know you're, you're a good rookie. There was a setback with him, if you could kind of expand on that. And Zach has missed games and Tyron's missed games. How are we on the health of these guys? Well, I'm, I feel real good about all of our starters. And as you've heard me say, our depth is outstanding. It's unfortunate that McGovern, who we had uh, planned to really develop, uh, uh, that he hasn't been available to do that. And then um, when we got out here uh, earlier um, this week, uh, he had a setback in his pec injury. And so uh, uh, he'll probably have a um, hour of some basis that uh, uh, gives him time in the early part of this season to uh, get that peck in better shape. So the bottom line is that our plan to have him work as uh, our, a lot of uh, uh, guard center position flex uh, will have to go to plan B, but we have some outstanding players, and that's the point. We have the depth to make that adjustment and and uh, not be compromised. So. We like McGovern as a player. He's got, uh, we think, a great future. Uh, but uh, fortunately, we don't have to have him because of that depth. Yeah, you guys do have a lot of depth and all over the place, in addition uh, to the offensive line, the defensive line. And so a lot of people want to know, has Taco Charlton made this roster? Well, yes, yes. And um, so uh, uh, he's uh, frankly had a great camp, uh, I've been told, all my life, uh, been operating with the premise that uh, you don't ever dismiss a 
guy that's got the qualities that a player like Taco has, you don't ever uh, pass judgment completely on those guys until they've at least had three years. Now, that seems like a lot of rope, a lot of leeway, uh, but uh, he does some things really well, and he's capable of doing other things really well, and it's that part, do the other things really well, that would make him the player we wanted to have when we drafted him with the number one pick. And finally, Mr. Jones, before we, we let you go on your way, and we're grateful for the time this morning, uh, you know, people are asking this, hey, we, you guys might have caught Jerry in the middle of breakfast or something there, and I'm just curious, what is your ideal breakfast? Give us your go-to breakfast if you can have whatever you want. Well, I was hoping it wasn't so obvious, but uh, <laughs> actually, actually, I had him set uh, a little plate of uh, eggs uh, in this room. I'm in the personnel meeting that we're having going over our decisions this morning and i got here real early and so uh, i thought i'd take the time to be out of that meeting to uh, graze a little bit <laughs> and i think you've caught me oh no and now it's fine he's barely noticeable but it you know we love listening to you talk about hot dogs and uh, we love listening to you talk about food so if you could if you weren't speed eating what is the best breakfast you could possibly have well i'm sitting here looking at some of it and i've eaten some of it but it's scrambled eggs uh, stirred in the uh, uh, drippings of sausage. Wow. The sausage and the scrambled eggs uh, at the same time. So uh, uh, you can tell life's rough for me, talking to you guys, talking about the Cowboys, <laughs> excited about the future. They're all ahead of us. I can sit here and roll my eyes back and picture a, a, a big-time winning season and the, uh, all of the uh, – the, uh, excitement of uh, getting in the playoffs. I can dream about it all this morning as I eat these eggs. Well, I tell you what, if you guys go in the Super Bowl, let's go have a big party and enjoy some comfort food and some drippings together. Okay, Jerry? <laughs> Thank you, guys. All right. Yeah. Talk Thank to you next you. week, man. Bye. And, uh, yeah, we apologize to Jerry or the Cowboys if we kept him long there. But, hey, we were super excited. We had a lot to talk about. That's on us, though. Yeah, and, you know, a really great way you can get through breakfast while doing an interview is with a smoothie. You know what I'm saying? It'll kind of hold you yeah. over, kind of get you through. Uh, ben, was there anything more than anything else that stood out to you there? Uh, I mean, I I was blown away. I, I thought it was fantastic. And I, I love the fact that he was trying to squeeze in eating a little eggs during that. Because, yeah. you know, you're, it's just very real. It's just very authentic. And he's just, hey, man, I was trying to squeeze in. And that's exactly what I'd be eating. If I could eat anything I want right now, it'd be eggs and sausage together. God, I love me some Jerry. Okay, so I'm I'm big on this. Uh, I'm I'm so curious about the idea of quote unquote comfort food. I've been thinking about this a lot because you've met my mom. She's a meal. She's a sweet Southern woman, and so we grew up on comfort food. And I went to this restaurant called Homewood, and they had as an appetizer, they had biscuits and chicken drippings. Oh. So I hadn't even I I'd never even really used the phrase drippings, and I was ju I just had dinner at this place. So I was thinking about it. when he said sausage drippings. I was like, that is so Southern comfort food. That is just so amazing to just you take your your bread or your biscuit and you dip it in the mm -hmm. drippings. You just ah oh, you just OD on that stuff. I would say my favorite thing from the interview was Jerry brushing off the Marshall Falk stuff. Like <laughs> man, I'm sorry I've. Been on my private jet trying to work on actual deals. I, I don't have time to track down every former player and their opinions. He was a great player, but, uh, yeah, I'm not really aware of anything he's saying. And I, I thought that was fantastic. And if you're just catching up here, 
you know, Marshall Falk has talked about Dak being a bum after he got paid. Then he went and worked out with Zeke in Cabo. His best friend is Rocky Arsenault. That's, uh, that's Zeke's agent. And then he went and worked out with Zeke. And then we, he came back and he trashed uh, Jalen Smith's deal. Like, why would you pay Jalen Smith when you should pay Zeke? And then we're told that Marshall Falk sat down for the agent's exam and that he's partners with Rocky Arsenault. So being a mouthpiece for Team Zeke, I mean, no one else is speaking for Team Zeke. So you have, I mean, you have to assume that he is speaking for Zeke, which I don't think that's the case, but I, I don't know how to fight the perception of that. You know, it's yeah. like, I, I, it seems like he's speaking for Team Zeke. You know, and the thing that uh, I was just looking at the Autoflex leasing fan text as we were doing the interview, and you can always text in your thoughts at 877-881-1053. But there was a lot of like, what are we doing with Zeke if he keeps bringing up that, you know, no one's won a Super Bowl with the leading rusher since we did it with Emmett, and the game has changed much. And, and I think that's a big talking point, and I, that's why I brought up the Kellen Moore thing. I felt like that's what he was saying was like, this is going to work to our advantage because he basically in a lot of ways last night and on the air today admitted we kind of wasted all our time with Linehan. Like we've been, <laughs> yeah. we've been using Zeke wrong. We have been using yeah. Zeke wrong. You yeah. don't have to just hand the ball to Zeke every time. The L, the, the you can. Ra- before he got hurt, the Rams used Gurley right. That's the whole point yeah, of this. Yeah. The Steelers use Le'Veon Bell hey, right. Go talk to a Cowboys player off the record about Lenahan. Go talk to them about uh, the Cowboys offense, how predictable it's been in the past. That's why we've been saying the things we've been saying on the air for the last several years. Um, and it's, I think the Cowboys are so loyal that they just were loyal to Lenahan. They had respect for him, and thank God he's gone. I think Lenahan has been the anchor on this whole thing. And, and Jerry's answers are, are great. They're, you know, they're, they're spiraling. They're going all over the place. Like, I, we really need to spend more time listening to those answers so we can dissect them, and we'll do that throughout our show. The only place you can hear them is right here on 105.3 The Fan, our exclusive interview. So uh, we do need to dig in a, a, a little bit deeper on all that because I – Honestly, uh, you know, when, when he was talking about, okay, our expectations don't change without Zeke. Well, then why are you contemplating paying Zeke 15 a year? All right, let's, In other words, if you don't have Dak, your expectations should change. Yes. If you don't have Demarcus Lawrence, your expectations should change. If you don't have Amari, if you don't have Zach Martin, you know, your expectations should change. Why do they not change without Zeke? How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas... Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.